0: Today is the 21st day of January, and welcome to the Coffee and Morning Prayers podcast. I invite you to pull up a chair, settle down with your favorite cup of coffee or tea, and join me in prayer. Now let us begin our day. From the rising of the sun to its setting, my name shall be great among the nations, and in every place incense shall be offered to my name, and a pure offering. For my name shall be great among the nation, says the Lord of hosts. Lord, open our lips, and our mouth shall proclaim your praise. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Let us say together the Vanity. Give thanks to the Lord and call upon his name. Make known his deeds among the peoples. Sing to him, sing praises to him, and speak of all his marvelous works. Glory in his holy name. Let the hearts of those who seek the Lord rejoice. Search the Lord for his strength. Continually seek his face. Remember the marvels he has done, his wonders and the judgments of his mouth. O offspring of Abraham his servant, O children of Jacob his chosen. He is the Lord our God. His judgments prevail in all the world. He has always been mindful of his covenant, the promise he made for a thousand generations. The covenant he made with Abraham, the oath he swore to Isaac, which he established as a statute for Jacob, an everlasting covenant for Israel saying, To you will I give the land of Canaan to be an allotted inheritance. When they were few in number, of little account, and sojourners in the land, wandering from nation to nation, and from one kingdom to another, he let no one oppress them, and rebuke kings for their sake, saying, Do not touch my anointed, and do my prophets no harm. Then he called for a famine in the land and destroyed the supply of bread. He sent a man before them, Joseph, who was a slave. They bruised his feet in fetters, his neck they put in an iron collar. Until his prediction came to pass, the word of the Lord tested him. The king sent him and released him. The ruler of the people set him free. He set him as a master over the household, as a ruler over all his possessions, to instruct his princes according to his will, and to teach his elders wisdom. Israel came into Egypt, and Jacob became a sojourner in the land of Ham. The Lord made his people exceedingly fruitful, he made them stronger than their enemies, whose heart he turned. So that they hated his people and dealt unjustly with his servants. He sent Moses, his servant, and Aaron, whom he had chosen. They worked his signs among them and portents in the land of Ham. He sent darkness, and it grew dark, but the Egyptians rebelled against his words. He turned their water into blood and caused their fish to die. Their land was overrun by frogs in the very chambers of their kings. He spoke, and there came swarms of insects and gnats within all their borders. He gave them hailstones instead of rain and flames of fire throughout their land. He blasted their vines and their fig trees and shattered every tree in their country. He spoke. And the locusts came, and young locusts without number, which ate up all the green plants in their land and devoured the fruit of their soil. He struck down the firstborn of their land, the firstfruits of all their strength. He led out his people with silver and gold, and all their tribes there were not one that stumbled. Egypt was glad of their going, because they were afraid of them he spread out a cloud for a covering and a fire he'd give them in the night season. They asked and quails appeared and he satisfied them with bread from heaven. He opened the rock and water flowed so that the river ran in the dry places. For God remembered his holy word and Abraham his servant. So he led forth his people with gladness, his chosen with shouts of joy He gave his people the lands of the nations and they took the fruits of others' toil that they might keep his statutes and observe his laws. Alleluia. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit as it was in the beginning is now and will be forever. Amen. A reading from the letter to the Hebrews, chapter 7, beginning at the first verse. This King Melchizedek of Salem, priest of the Most High God, met Abraham as he was returning from defeating the kings and blessed him. And to him Abraham apportioned one-tenth of everything. His name in the first place means Kings of Righteousness. Next, he was also King of Salem, that is, King of Peace. Without father, without mother, without genealogy, having neither beginning of days nor end of life, but resembling the Son of God, he remains a priest forever. See how great he is! Even Abraham the patriarch gave him a tenth of the spoils. And those descendants of Levi who received the priestly office have a commandment in the law to collect tithes from the people, that is, from their kindred, through these also are descended from Abraham." But this man, who does not belong to their ancestry, collects tithes from Abraham and blesses him as he received the promises. It is beyond dispute that the inferior is blessed by the superior. In the one case, tithes are received by those who are mortal, in the other, by one of whom it is testified that he lives. One might even say that Levi himself, who receives tithes, pays tithes through Abraham, for he will still be in the loins of his ancestor when Melchizedek met him. Now if perfection had been attainable through the Levitical priesthood, for the people received the law under this priesthood, what further need would there be have been to speak of another priest arising according to the order of Melchizedek, rather than one according to the order of Aaron? For when there is a change in the priesthood, there is necessarily a change in the law as well, now the one of whom these things are spoken belongs to another tribe for which no one has ever served at the altar. For it is evident that our Lord was descended from Judah and in a connection with this tribe Moses said nothing about priests. It is even more obvious when another priest arises resembling Melchizedek, one whom becomes a priest not through a legal requirement concerning physical descent but through the power of an indestructible life. For it is attended to him... You are a priest forever, according to the order of Melchizedek. Glory to you, Lord God of our fathers. You are worthy of praise. Glory to you. Glory to you for the radiance of your holy name. We will praise you and highly exalt you forever. Glory to you in the splendor of your temple, on the throne of your majesty. Glory to you. Glory to you, seated between the cherubim. We will praise you and highly exalt you forever. Glory to you, beholding the depths in the high vault of heaven. Glory to you. Glory to you, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. We will praise you and highly exalt you forever. A reading from the Gospel according to John, chapter 4, beginning at the 16th verse. Jesus said to the Samaritan woman, Go, call your husband and come here. The woman answered him, I have no husband. Jesus said to her, You are right in saying you have no husband. For you have had five husbands, and the one you have now is not your husband. What you have said is true. The woman said to him, Sir, I see that you are a prophet. Our ancestors worshipped on this mountain, but you say that people wear... and those who worship him must worship in spirit and truth. The woman said to him, I know that the Messiah is coming who is called Christ. When he comes, he will proclaim all things to us. Jesus said to her, I am he, the one who is speaking to you. Lord, you now have set your servant free to go in peace as you have promised. For these eyes of mine have seen the Savior, whom you have prepared for all the world to see, a light to enlighten the nations and the glory of your people Israel. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen.
1: A reading for the Friday in the second week of Epiphany. This is from a homily of John Chrysostom, Bishop of Constantinople in the year 407. This one just person can teach all of us to trust in an eternal reward, knowing as we do the generosity of our merciful Lord, to face up readily to the tests of virtue, and to undertake in the glad hope of recompense All the seeming hardships and difficult tasks of life. Abraham, I urge you to note this carefully, made good use of his native talent and the knowledge that is inborn in our nature. Consequently, though he had no exterior teacher and was raised by pagan parents, God sought him out and appeared to him. In his early years, he did not adopt his parents' erroneous ways, but lived piously before God, and thus merited the divine visitation while he was still in Mesopotamia. St. Stephen stresses this point when he says, The God of glory appeared to our father Abraham when he was still in Mesopotamia and before he settled in Haran. Did you notice how the vision caused him to move to a new place? It is likely that even as he was deeply pious toward God, he also revered his parents and that his love won his father to him and caused the latter, out of love for his son in return, to leave his native land and dwell in a foreign place. When they reached Haran, They pitched their tents there. After Terah, Abraham's father, had died, God again commanded Abraham to depart. Go forth from the land of your kinsfolk and from your father's house to a land that I will show you. Since they had come to Haran with all their kinsfolk and household, God could say in his command to Abraham, from your land and from your kinsfolk, thus indicating that he should journey alone without his brother Nahor or anyone else from your land because they had lived there quite some time and regarded the country as their native soil. Though still mourning his parents and though the difficulties of the journey were great, Abraham was quick to obey the Lord despite the fact that he did not know where the journey would end. Go forth, The Lord said, not to this or that country, but to a land that I will show you. Yet, though the order was indefinite, Abraham inquired no further, but carried it out. Abraham thus showed his religious spirit in every way, even to the point of undertaking this journey. Consequently, once he had reached Palestine and entered Canaan, God appeared to him. Intending to deepen Abraham's enthusiasm and to extend aid. God said to him, To your descendants I will give this land. God also straightway promised Abraham what he most intensely desired, heirs of his own, and thus rewarded him for the great toils he had endured. Inasmuch as nature had deprived him of children and his advanced years forbade him to expect them now, God's promise stirred his eager servant to new heights and gave him the eagerness of youth as he faced new struggles. Here ends the reading
0: I believe in God, the Father Almighty. Let not the needy, O Lord, be forgotten nor the hope of the poor be taken away. Create in us clean hearts, O God, and sustain us with your Holy Spirit. Almighty God, whose most dear Son went up not to joy, but first he suffered pain and entered not into glory before he was crucified, mercifully grant that we, walking in the way of the cross, may find it none other than the way of life and peace. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord. Amen. Almighty and eternal God, so draw our hearts to you, so guide our minds, so fill our imaginations, so control our wills, that we may be wholly yours, utterly dedicated unto you. And then use us, we pray you, as you will, and always to your glory and the welfare of your people. and for his rising to life again, in which we are raised to the life of your eternal kingdom. Grant us the gift of your Spirit, that we may know Christ and make him known, and through him, at all times and in all places, may give thanks to you in all things. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God.